All right, kids, welcome to a Sunday edition of the original Red Pill Show. Here we go. Show, show, and uh, get everything lined up here. This is another segment in my uh, Build a Better Human. And uh, I'm going to say this a thousand times. I am not giving financial advice. I am not telling you what to do. This is education and sharing my experience is with you guys's. Um, I'm going through my notes here because it's all chicken scratch, but not notes for the show. Notes for... Um, how, how I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, how I'm, I'm structuring this build a better human. There it is right there. So I think the first one was get your mind strong and uh, build a better um, human health and fitness. I think I did that one or did I? I don't know. See, that's a problem. I'm half tempted just to. I don't know what I'm half tempted to do. I, I mean, this just comes in spurts and I'm so sick and tired of talking about current affairs and politics and um, this crazy world. So we're going to focus a little bit more on you and me and go from there. So let me get this dumbass show started. Red Pill Show. Welcome to a brand new episode.
welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is Sunday, February 6, 2022. The show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use at your own risk. The show is covered by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcast in any way, shape, or form without our written consent, or you can just ask. Finally, the show's opinionated. The hosts, especially callers, guests, whatever, are and always will be people that are naughty in the chat room. Got to get that one. Are and always will be opinionated under new circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice, if you're seeking professional advice, strongly encourage you to hire a license of required person in his uh, field there, little Tommy. Yes. Hello, how are you today broadcasting live? From freezing my ass off, state of Colorado. Not as balmy as Florida, but nonetheless, uh, just gorgeous scenery to look look at. Oh my God, really. I love the mountains, mountains, whatever. Okay, so how you doing? Uh, let's see, nobody is in Podbean yet, but... It's early and it's Sunday. Pamela is in uh, the chat room here and uh, Freedom Revolution Network. So there you go. And uh, YouTube. Oh, really? YouTube is letting us broadcast? Oh, my God. I feel so privileged. Okay. So I'm going to have to say this a million, gazillion, bajillion times. Okay. I am not a financial advisor. I am not giving anybody, even if it kind of slips out in that context of words, I am not giving financial advice. What I am doing is I am giving reference experience and opinions on one of the most important things of building a better human, which I titled that, which somebody's going to rip, rip me off eventually on it. But uh, nonetheless, it came into my head for people. Um, people are being challenged, in my opinion, in observation, to have a reset and it's the best way to explain it. Uh, ironically or coincidentally, Glenn Beck wrote a book called The Great Reset. I bought it yesterday. I have not read it, but I'm going to. Um, the thing's selling like hotcakes. And it's it's amazing because it's in the same genre or along the lines based on what he's saying about the book. And you should read it if you want to see what's coming, according to him. And uh, he's pretty accurate on his predictions. I've been watching him since way back when he was on CNN, believe it or not. Um, 
And then Alex Jones did the um, reset wars. See, that's the buzzword right now. Reset. Reset wars, which I bought. I haven't gotten through that yet because I've been busy moving all across the freaking country. Um, getting settled in here back in Colorado. <laughs> I, I ran into a guy at a restaurant uh, two days ago. And he is originally from Florida. I'm sitting there having a glass of wine at the bar and he's sitting there having a beer and the bartender's talking to both of us. And then she's like, you two have a lot in common. So he was born in Florida, moved here when he was like, I don't know, 35 years ago to Colorado and he was moving back to Florida. And I'm like, do you mind me asking why? And he says, because I'm tired of the communism here in the state. I'm like, Hmm, I get that. And then people confronted me. Why, why are you giving up your freedoms to go back to Colorado? I have a lot of faith in Colorado. I really do. Um, this is a great state, but um, how they handled COVID is up for debate and judgment. And I left because it wasn't for me because my hours cut in half were cut in half and uh, couldn't pay my bills. I haven't taken a dime from the government, no stimulus checks, no anything like that. I, I don't believe in handouts. It, you don't learn anything if you're giving, given money. Now, if I would accepted and took a stimulus check or checks, I'd probably still be in Colorado, but I wouldn't have learned anything other than when the government messes up and does business with China and uh, then China does what they want and it affects the entire planet, including the United States of America, um, the government's going to bail you out. I mean, there's going to be no apologies or there's not going to be, oh, we really shouldn't have dealt with China and we'll fix this and we'll send them the bill for for the economic damages because that's what would happen to me or anybody else if we caused a, a loss to somebody's income. It's just the way it is. Um, so this is the second or third part of this based on build a better human, not reset this and whatever that no offense to anybody. And, you know, I just, I don't know, it really um, didn't pop into my head. Uh, although it's in the same genre of a reset. And um, the first section was get your mind strong, which is in the uh, archives of the podcast. You can find it. I am not sure if I did health and fitness. I think I did. I don't, I don't know. I have to check. If I didn't, I will do it. But I was um, compelled to do the financial opinions one. Or maybe I'll retitle it experiences. I don't know. Because tax season is not that far away. And with W-2s going out and they have to be out or given to the employee by February 1st, they're going to get in big trouble if you're an employer. And, um, I looked at my crypto gains 
unrealized gains. And um, I'm like, wow. Um, hmm. I don't really know if I'm going to share that number because number one, it's an unrealized gain. Um, but nonetheless, it was pretty good. I don't want to mislead people and, oh, if I do what Tim does, then that's what I'll get. So I'm just going to tell you it was substantial. So good morning, Darren. How you doing? How you doing? Are you in Podbean too? No, you're not. But there are some people in here that I can't read. Woo woof or woof woof. Welcome. <clears throat> and uh, some of these fonts I can't read because they're too fucking small. So there's going to be a lot of um, explanation here by me when this comes to the financial realm again. I am not a financial advisor. I'm not giving advice. I'm going to give you references, my opinions and experience with individual financing along with business um, operations because I have 20 years of experience in that. But there's no doubt, <clears throat> and I can prove this right now, there's no doubt that um, if you want to be a better human, there's two sides to this. Money makes you happy and money makes you miserable. I would agree that both are true because <laughs> uh, I've had both. I've had no money. I've had money. And then now I don't have money. Um, but I am on the way to making more money. And the dynamics in the world has obviously changed. Um, I want to stick on this part because a lot of things are popping in my head and I got no notes, but it is obvious that if somebody, you know, somebody walks up to you and gives you a hundred dollar bill, it's like, Oh gee, what do you want from me? You know, like I'm not going home with you and giving you a blowjob or sleeping with you or whatever, especially if you're a woman, it's like you would be really suspicious. But if, if it was act out of the act of kindness of a person, just like, I just want to give this to you. I'm doing my good deed for the day and I can afford it. Somebody gave you a hundred bucks. If that would definitely put a smile on your face, I would think. So there lies in how important it is to be a better human or build a better human. If you build up your financial income or net worth or whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of ways to do that. And um, I really, truly think, like I said in the beginning, get your mind strong, um, get your health and your fitness strong, and you have to get your financial situation strong. So if you agree with that, then uh, that's great. If you don't, it's like, oh, well, money, you know, money doesn't mean anything to me and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, I, I get that part too because it's a double-edged sword. It can definitely improve your life and it can definitely destroy your life. No doubt, but no doubt about it. Um, but there's a lot of things going through my head. I don't know where I'm going with this. 
Again, I am not giving financial advice. I'm sharing my experiences. And uh, if it helps you guys, that's great. If it don't, it, all I'm trying to do is make you think. That's what this show's about. So it it is very interesting times right now. And still is. It looks like we're coming off of lockdowns. I don't know if it's legitimate or if it's just because the midterms are coming and it's very apparent that people are fed up with this horseshit and want their lives back. And I think that's resonating through the entire planet to the politicians. Like, you better quit fucking with us or else, whatever, or else is. We're not complying. And uh, with the midterms coming up, I think people are backing off as far as our elected servants. Um, but I hope it's not just to get reelected because that will be a problem. Because if it is, I will be out of Colorado quicker than shit. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I, I'm not going to stay in a communistic um, dick dictator, communist, fascist, um, socialistic system. Um, because it, that's not going to work. Something that's free is not free. <laughs> it's just not. Somebody somehow, some way paid or is paying for that. There is no such thing as free. Period. It's like free energy. Free energy is, is, is a misnomer. It takes something to create that energy. Even Nikola Tesla, <laughs> which was his dream, free, free electricity for the planet. It wouldn't have been free because of the cost that he was going through. Um, and the experiments that he succeeded in came at a cost. So uh, he probably wouldn't have minded absorbing all those costs. But my point is, nothing is free. The show isn't free. I mean, the show is free to you. But it costs me my labor. And it costs me my time. And it costs me my experience which came at a very dear cost to share with you. So although this is free, it came at a price. So if you can understand that, that will help you tremendously. Nothing is free. Okay. So I guess a little background would probably help. Again, this is not narcissistic. I can talk about me all day long, okay? Because I probably could piss myself off, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to um, come after me, um, which would be ridiculous and is impossible for the most part. But I can talk about me. And uh, I want to share my, you might want to get a pen and paper for this because I have to share how I came to be here before I get into real time uh, of a snapshot of today. 
which is Sunday, February 6th, 2021. All right. So contrary to belief, I did not come from a family with money that got back to me um, by friends on Facebook, which I'm not on, nor will I ever be back on there, that people thought that my family had money. They did not. Not at that time. My dad uh, started his own business in 1978. I was 14. Anybody that knows to build a business, and I'm not talking about businesses that are just successful overnight based on, I don't know, IPOs or ideas or whatever. I'm talking about some hard equity by providing uh, labor and service to customers to build up a business. Um, that takes at least five years, if not 10 to build a substantial company, probably in the realm of around close to a million dollars. It's just my opinion. Seven years, five years, seven years, 10 years. You'll have sales in uh, a service industry around a million dollars by then. So if he um, it was in high school, 1982, so that's four years after 1978, and people just thought I came from money. It's not true. Um, I was a pretty poor kid, um, didn't have the nicest clothes or the nicest, uh, anything actually. Um, my mom fed us. That's one thing she made sure I never had craft macaroni and cheese, no offense, or ramen noodles. If they were even available back then, my mom made sure we ate. So the, you know, that's, um, that's a staple in my upbringing. And I still practice it to this day, although I do have ramen noodles once in a while because I like them. Uh, and I'm lazy sometimes to cook. But for the most part, I carry that upbringing into eating right and getting nourished, uh, the right nutrition, which is a whole different subject, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I did not have a silver spoon in my mouth. I have been working since the day out of high school, since 1983. And before that, part-time, when I turned 16, flipping burgers and uh, working in a restaurant. And uh, went to high school during the day and went to school, or sorry, went to high school during the day and worked at a restaurant at night. But not like every night. It was part-time. It was to pay for my car my 1978 used Camaro that I got. So, um, but I've been working ever since I was 16. And uh, then I was lured into my dad's business making, this is a whole different book or chapter, working for family. Don't recommend it at all. Lured into the business, um, 19 year old kid, uh, you can make 50 grand in five years and, uh, own half the business. Cause he had a business partner, red flag, red flag, but I was 19 years old. Didn't know any better. And I was trusting my own dad. So I got into the heating, air conditioning and refrigeration business, not my dream. 
but I was lured into it. Like, oh, you can come work for me or I'll pay for your college. And I know myself better at that time that if I went to college, I would have probably flunked because I would have partied all the time. I'm just being honest. It's like, no, I'm not college material. But what I did do is I worked during the day for my dad and I went to school at night proficient to my trade, which was a great way to learn. I, I recommend that uh, based on my experience. And this isn't financial advice. This is just um, career advice. Whatever you're during, doing during the day, go to a local community college at night or seminars because you will learn exponentially because I did. So anyway, I worked for him for 10 years straight, pretty much quit a couple times, but came back. I had a 10 year streak and, um, my dad kept advancing people that had less experience than me above me. And, uh, that caused a problem with respect, um, to me because I was getting overlooked and overpassed. Uh, and even by the other owner's son who was involved and then he quit and then he came back, uh, after a long time. And then his pay raise was pay raise was elevated to mine and then promoted to service supervisor. And I was a service supervisor North and South. Um, and there was a lot of other duties that I was delegated to do, which I did. And the ones that I did create, I implemented into my own company. Uh, but after being treated like shit and being um, overlooked, I mean, put it this way, I don't see how I could be a boss or leader or even a business owner if I was being overpassed and over uh, uh, undermined and um, then people... I mean, just people wouldn't listen to me. I wouldn't. It's like, I'm not, I'm not listening to you. I make more money than you and I've been doing this less. So that, that's the, that's the think that I had. So, uh, I ended up leaving there future business owner part, you know, whatever. It just wasn't going to work. And my dad's partner's family side was saturating their family into the company. And I was pretty much told I was going to be forced out. So there you go. And that's the truth. I have an email. I had an email that stated exactly that from the other owner's son. Uh, but it was on, uh, what was it on hotmail? I don't think they even have hotmail. I should have printed it and kept it, but I didn't. But anyway, so, uh, I started my business at 33, but I got to backtrack a little bit. So at the age of 27, now you should start writing these books down. I decided to learn about money as much as I could. I was 27 years old, married, two kids. My son was just born pretty much. Uh, yeah, he was born. And, uh, I looked into the financial realm of personal income and making money and being, uh, rich. Uh, which <laughs> back at that time, I had no idea the value of money and what a million dollars was, let alone $20 million. I think for one of my goals, you're supposed to set goals. And I read this book, um, 
Wealth Without Risk by Charles Gibbons, and then More Wealth Without Risk by Charles Gibbons. Although they are very outdated and think what you want about Charles Gibbons, I, I learned tremendously about money and investments and stuff like that. So again, I'm not giving financial advice. I'm sharing how I learned about money and investments. And one of the goals was, okay, how much money do you want to have when you retire? And I put like $20 million. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. 27 year old that didn't know anything about money. And uh, that's kind of funny, actually, because there's no way in hell I'd have 20, you know, never say never, but there was no way in hell I was going to have $20 million. And that's surely the case today. Now, uh, but I learned as much as I could about money and simple IRAs, or they didn't have simple IRAs back then, but IRAs and annuities and this and that and uh, everything else. And um, it changed my mindset and think about money. Okay. But it's a great book because it, there was one chapter I think that said, um, change the ballpark you're playing in or something. Cause if you're not happy where, where you're working, um, or the team you're playing on, i.e., um, change teams in a different ballpark, play in a different ballpark. And, um, I always, always kept that in the back of my head. Um, you're not stuck in your job. You need, if you're not happy, um, you should read this book uh, because if you're stuck, you're going to be stuck until you're not stuck. I'm not telling you to quit your job or leave or whatever, but if you're not happy, um, that's a sign. That's a red flag. And I know most people are not happy in their jobs, but um, it's entirely up to you because like I said, uh, somebody hands you a hundred dollars with no conditions that puts a smile on your face. So just keep that in mind. You're, you're your only limit when it comes to making money legally and, um, responsibly and ethically. And in business nowadays, trust me, business ethics and moral hazard is running rampant, no doubt. So I started my business in when I was 33 and, uh, boy, did I learn a lot with that. Uh, but I made more money than I ever thought I would paid more taxes <laughs> than I ever thought I would. Uh, it was a great streak. I really don't want to elaborate on that because that could again be a, a different show. Um, but I'm just sharing my experiences in the financial realm. Um, I went making from somebody, this is motivation here. This is all this is, this all this is. The most I ever made working for somebody was $72,000 a year. And uh, towards the end when everything was really good before the 2008 meltdown, which began the destruction and downturn of my business uh, with my partner at the time slash wife, um, we were getting taxed on $350,000 a year. That's a lot of money, period. I don't care who you are. I mean, you're not rich by any means, but you're sure, you're sure as hell ain't poor. Uh, but with that attracted a lot of people 
with really bad intentions. And again, I'm not getting into that. And it was part of my destruction and my demise. Paying people $140,000 a year with full benefits and their family insurance coverage apparently wasn't enough to satisfy them. Uh, and then they went after my customers when I was going through some tough times. And uh, my customers fell for whatever he, he was telling them and uh, took 90% of my business uh, when I'm providing jobs to people. So even $140,000 a year to some people is still not enough. They, they want what you have. And uh, it's another lesson that I learned. But regardless, money does weird things to people. And a lot of times, even family members, employees, service supervisors, uh, son-in-laws, they want what you have. And $140,000 a year isn't enough. Okay? So be very careful if you are blessed or fortunate enough to become financially secure, I guess, would be the best way, whatever that means, or increasing your income because you will have people coming out of the woodwork. And I'll share this and I'll get off this part of it, but in order for me to finally have enough balls to start my own company, which is very scary, I have reservations doing it again now, but for different reasons. But I was listening to Anthony Robbins motivational CDs that I borrowed from um, a neighbor who had his own business. And uh, he said, you know, you should listen to this because it really helped me start my company. And I did. And one thing Anthony Robbins said that I did not agree with, which is true, is when you become successful, your friends and your family are going to be jealous of you and will want what you have. And they will kind of cast you out, which I didn't agree with. And I will add to that. Um, some won't cast you out. Some will play art of war with you and get closer to you. And then they will try and probably become successful depending on the people that are closest to you to take what you have. I will amend that. But I wouldn't have believed that either if I heard it. But it is true. So be aware of that. People that you haven't heard from or whatever or family members will try to get closer to you when they finally realize uh, what's going on. It's like, oh, how'd you buy a BMW, Tim? Or how'd you get a bigger house? Or how'd you buy two houses? I, I would definitely be very cautious in flaunting your success. My thinking was, well, if I share this with people, it will motivate them um, to work harder. And then I would be able to identify leaders and people that want to um, improve their financial situation. Uh, and then I would promote them to maybe running a different branch because I was uh, growing at that time, but I was wrong. What it did is it motivated them to take what I had 
So kind of like if you got a hot wife or a hot, uh, which I did, or a hot husband, and, uh, you know, you have a best friend that keeps getting more chummier with you and then, uh, you know, starts interacting with your significant other a little bit more. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to steal your wife or your husband, your best friend. That's an analogy that, uh, that's about exactly what I'm talking about. People will chum up to you and get close to you or people around you. Uh, and they will set you up to be destroyed by going through your closest connections. What amazes me is that it was actually successful. I thought the people I had around me, I could trust and when I had my back and, uh, I was wrong again, even with marriage vows, I was wrong. Um, so what I'm telling you is this, there's nothing wrong with being financially successful beyond your dreams. It happened to me. What I am telling you is this, you better be really fucking careful who you're married to, who you let into your family who you hire, who you trust, who you delegate power to and everything else, because it may be your ultimate destruction. Okay. I don't care. Uh, God forbid. You know, oh, my wife would never do that. I said that. Oh, my husband would never do that. Mm, well, I didn't say that cause I'm not gay, but I said all that stuff too. And all I can say is never say never because God forbid you go through a divorce, you're going to find out who you married. You think you know who you married when you married them. Wait till you get divorced and they're going to come at you. You know, God, for, God forbid this person that you spent 27 years with and 30 years and two kids and whatever, actually utters the words, I'm going to destroy you. Now, I'm not saying don't try to be financially successful. Don't hide because we are, oh, well, I'll just hide everything. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't hide money. Don't bury it in the ground, you know, or, or whatever, or, um, don't pay taxes with the government because, um, you're, you're not going to win that. You're not going to win. And it just shows your character. Don't hide money or assets. Don't not pay your taxes. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now, because you won't win in the long run. You might think you will, but you won't. I've seen way too many stories and I was told the same thing. And I follow that, uh, to the T. I didn't hide a dime and I always paid my taxes and I still will always pay my taxes. Although I don't agree, agree with them. That's irrelevant. Um, cause again, you're not going to win that battle and the taxes that you will pay when you're finally financially successful to your definition or happiness. Um, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It really is. Uh, so I'm going to get off of that right now. Um, but, but after that, I got divorced. I lost my business. Um, I hung on as much as I could. 
um, couldn't pay my uh, terms to my divorce, divorce decree, was threatened with contempt of court by my lovely ex-wife. Um, then it finally was amended and agreed upon. And I gave her X amount of dollars to pay her off. And, um, that's done. It's been done for like four years. Uh, and I had to fish fiscally start over filed bankruptcy. That's going on two and a half years ago. Um, that's very humiliating. I don't wish that on anybody. Credits destroyed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in my fifties, one of my 57, 50. So I had around 52, 53, uh, when it, when I was destroyed and two and a half years ago with bankruptcy that was finalized. Um, very, very, very humiliating, very humiliating. And has been a, an extreme challenge to get my credit back up and uh, have enough motivation to actually try to reach my financial goals again. Because I want to make it perfectly clear, though, my goal was not to make money. My goal was to provide jobs to people, good paying jobs, good benefits, take care of customers and everything else. And the money would follow. And it did. And I still believe in that. But again, it was the people I let into my life that fucked everything up. I didn't fail because you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So I wasn't trying to just do everything for money. I was a very gracious, sharing, humble business owner. Although depending on who you talk to, uh, oh no, Tim was an asshole. Well, I'm sorry, but you got to be a dad, i.e. leader when it's time to make unpopular decisions. That's just the way it is. I'm sure being a mom or a dad, you don't want to yell at your kids, but you know what? If they don't come home all night long and they're 16 or whatever, or they sneak out the window or they do whatever and you ground them, well, you're not going to be a very popular person with your kid. Same thing running the business. You have to make decisions that are for the betterment of the company. And being a business owner or IE mom or dad, you have information and experience that your kid don't. So that's all I can tell you. But for the most part, I did not, and I never will start a business, run a business for financial monetary gain, period. That is a reward for doing the right thing. It's the best business experience that I can share. Don't do it for money because if you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. And even if you do it for the right reasons, you're still going to have people that are going to try to be scavengers or uh, sociopaths or to get in there and take it from you. Um, and I really don't know how to tell you how to defend that one except use your gut. It's like, eh, this guy's kind of slimy and creepy or um, there's, there's always behavioral things that will show signs and without being paranoid or even perceived as insane, use your gut. That's all I can tell you. I wish I did, but I trusted my wife at the time 
and my daughter and they would have my back and uh, I was pretty much told in, in writing that uh, my ex will will defend her son-in-law at all costs and that hurt that really hurt and I, I, I just I, I can't even expound on that I mean that just really took my heart and everything I had and just totally stomped it on the ground I mean really so like I said just use your use your instincts even against um your vows to god and marriage vows and everything else um because there's some things that probably are going on that you're not aware of uh, i married the wrong person it just took 27 years to figure that out which is sad it's really sad but i got two great kids out of it my my um my experiences with my my daughter and all this is all under the bridge. Uh, I'll never talk to my son-in-law or be in the same room with him again. Uh, my wife, my ex-wife, she's remarried. Um, don't know if she's happy or not. Um, I don't go down that realm because I have boundaries with her. But essentially, a Brady Bunch family with two great kids was destroyed by success. So I have to put all this out here because, oh, well, who's Tim to say this and that and whatever? It's like, this is the honest to God truth. So I have to put all this out there first before I get into this shit with you guys. Because if I just come out and say, well, blankety, blankety, blank and blankety, blank. It's like, who the fuck are you? So just to recap this part of this. I came from a piss poor fucking family. I mean, not where I didn't have shoes and this and that and everything else, but piss poor family to then my parents becoming successful. But by that time I was on my own path. I was in my twenties. So it didn't affect me at all for the most part. I'm not saying they never helped me a bit, but me being a spoiled silver spoon kid never happened. Piss fucking poor. Okay. Both of my parents worked, blah, 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 blah. Then I worked for my dad for a good 10 years, maybe 15. Um, tried some other companies, didn't work out. Um, started my own business. Success, uh, successful for 20 years and failed in 20 years, you know, in the 20th year. Well, the 18th year, but definitely everything fell apart the last two years from 18 years to 20 years. And it destroyed me. And uh, the people that set out to do that, congratulations. You were successful. I hope you are happy. And then uh, decided to leave Illinois, shithole Illinois, which I'll never go back to, and uh, move to Colorado and um, try to get my life back together. Filed bankruptcy. Did that. And uh, then COVID hit. And cut my hours in half, moved to Florida, year and a half. Um, the work ethic there, horrible. You're not going to make a lot of money being an employee in my industry. And um, I was being pulled back to Colorado because I loved it here. And the only thing that drove me out of Colorado was COVID-19 by cutting my hours in half. I'm like, well, fuck, I ain't hanging around for this shit. 
not going to starve to death and get thrown out of my apartment because back then nobody knew how to handle it and there wasn't moratoriums or anything. And I wasn't looking for a handout from the government. I don't want it. Wasn't even in, on the radar because people didn't know how to deal with this stuff. And COVID has hurt this state. I see it. I feel it. There's some businesses that closed up, ones that I never thought would, and they did. It hurt this state bad. But I have faith in the people, not the leadership, no offense. I have faith in the people of Colorado. I just do. We'll see what that brings me, but I have faith in the people of Colorado, which will affect and influence leadership because it's we, the people, not we, the elected servants or officials. And uh, that still is our system. So I have faith in Colorado and I still have faith in this country. So there you go. But there's no, there's no doubt that everybody has been, not everybody, I mean, the bigger corporations and big box people in online shopping have made more money than God. Um, but there's been a lot of people in mom and pop places that have been hurt really bad and to the point where they almost had to close their doors, which I've experienced. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this, if there's another shutdown or not some other fucking horseshit that happens here like this, um, That'll be it. They'll be done. You, they cannot survive another hit like that. I'm telling you right now. I know that for a fact. And then all of us are going to be unemployed and we're probably going to get that universal income crap and socialism is going to come and the government's going to come in and save the day and pay your bills. That is a very, 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 very dangerous place to be. But that's in the future, and I hope that doesn't happen. So it made me think, what do I need to do to survive? Well, that was to move to Florida because I need an income and I want to work. Uh, but it also made me look into other areas to make more income. Okay. Now I'm going to give you some books. I hope you got your pen and paper here. I'm going to give you some books that I've read and, uh, what I went through, what I did and what I see coming. Now this is just me. This is not financial advice. Um, it's what I've done and, um, I've made some really bad mistakes, but that's how you learn without getting bailed out. Um, again, uh, wealth without risk by Charles Givens. You can find it on Amazon. Um, it's out of print, but you can find used ones, uh, more wealth without risk. Uh, I think there's a book called financial self-defense too. I can never remember that one by Charles Givens. I'm almost positive. That's what it is. I'm going to write that one down. Financial self-defense. Defense by Charles Given. That was a good one too. But that'll that'll give you a little bit of gist. These books are outdated. 
I think they're 30 fucking years old <laughs> or, or at least 20 or at least 20, 25, 30. I was 27. So yeah, 30 years ago. Exactly. 30 year old books that still, um, transformed me into my financial intelligence. That's there you go. That's what I'm going to call this fucking chapter. Financial intelligence, financial intelligence. That's good. Um, I've heard of that before and that's exactly what this is. Financial intelligence. Okay. What level of intelligence you obtain is totally up to you. But again, to be, to build a better human, it's always nice to have, um, at least in the moment, financial security. Don't make the mistake that just because you're financially secure now, you'll be financially secure tomorrow or a year or 10 years or 20 years. Do not make that mistake. That is one that I did. Somebody's going to get your money from you, whether they take it from you or they, well, pretty much that's what happens. They're going to take it from you. <laughs> so I, I know that's crazy. I swear to God, I know that sounds crazy, but God, it is true. You will lose your financial wealth to somebody else if you're not careful. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to do. I only, which I've shared, can share how it happened to me. And I never, ever, ever thought that would happen in a million years. And in fact, I would bet my life on it. And I actually did. I tell you the truth. You need to read that in a fucking book or hear it on a financial program and I'm not giving advice again. This is my life, my experience. Believe it or not. Okay. So some other books I read. Oh man, there's a lot. But the Charles Given books really set me on, on the right pace. Um, I used to listen to um, a financial program on WLS AM in um, Chicago, and I forget the fucking show. I know that doesn't help you. But then I started listening to him, and people would call in for advice, and the advice he would give, I would be saying the same thing before he said it. Um, so I knew I was definitely on the right track because this guy was definitely a Bob Brinker was his name. I'm sorry, Bob, it just popped out of nowhere. Thank you, universe, Lord, Jesus. Um, Akisha Crackard, whatever. Um, Bob Brinker, I don't know if he's still around or not, but um, that was in the late 80s I started listening to him because I wanted to learn everything about financial, personal, uh, financial intelligence. I'm trying to be very careful here. Financial intelligence. I wanted to raise my financial intelligence to the highest that it could. Uh, and then it kept coming up. Well, if you really want to make money, you got to start your own business. And um, about for the next five years, um, that's where the energy was going. And I had one too many people telling me to start my own business. And I did. Um, having your own business is a money printing machine. You don't earn money. You make money. 
but you have to be very careful what that may do to you and keep yourself in check. And it definitely changes the people around you. My kids went from being probably just your lower middle-class kids to spoiled fucking brats. And they'll admit it. They had a great childhood. Fucking great. But isn't that the idea? To be a, a, a good parent? To make sure that your kids have a better childhood than you? And they did. I had problems with my kids when, after they turned 18 because they were so fucking spoiled. But I don't want to get into that. They could, thought they could do anything without any consequences. And I'm not getting into detail. But they found out that they couldn't do that. So there you go. Spoiled them a little bit too much. Not a little bit, a lot of it. So um, Charles Givens books, um, Bob Brinker show. Um, then I listened to some Anthony Robbins motivational stuff. Um, started my own business. Um, and I was making so much money that... Um, the government was taking it and I was paying it. So I needed tax write off. So I bought another house, uh, Robert Kurosaki, rich dad, poor dad, amazing book. One of the best I've ever read and learned about that. Um, but I did buy a second house in Vegas in 2008, uh, because rich dad, poor dad, although it is, it is in regards or about to, um, make money in real estate. I thought it was a real estate book. I got out of the book what I thought I wanted to get out of it. And I bought a house and it was one of the dumbest fucking things I ever did because I bought at the top of the market in 2000, late 2007 and 2008 came and um, the rest is history. I lost my fucking ass on that house. I paid $300,000 for that house and it went down to $99,000 and it took 10 to 12 years to have it to recover, to get rid of it. So don't read rich dad, poor dad, or anything with the mindset that you're, you're going to trans, um, translate it into what you think you want out of the book. Rich dad, poor dad doesn't tell you how to do anything. It's more of a book, like a toolbox full of tools. What you do with those tools are entirely up to you. He just shares how he made money and it was through real estate. But when a person reads that, it's like, oh, so he's telling, which he's not, I'm going to make this clear, telling me that I need to get into real estate to make money. That is not what he's telling you. So I'm going to give you, <laughs> I'm going to give you that lesson that I learned because that cost me a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, great book. Um, then I got into silver and gold and books with that. Um, I think there's a book called The Gold Standard. There's a book called Gold and Silver. I read that one. Um, some internet references. And this is where I'll start getting into that. Because uh, there's more books coming. This is my progression and based on experience. And this was like about 20, 15, 20 years ago. Um, 
I started getting on the internet and looking for things like that. Uh, there is a goldsilver.org, which is Mike Maloney. Uh, awesome. Franklin Sanders, goldprice.org. Um, he also has a commentary. I got into that. Peter Schiff. YouTube stuff. Jim Rogers. Mark Faber. All related to the value of the gold standard in silver and gold. Learned a lot about that. Uh, how money works. And did that for quite a while until I got divorced. And I just started getting into Bitcoin, which was about 2015. So, but I acquired some silver and some gold and, um, that, uh, ended up not being mine anymore because of the divorce, put it plain and simple. Um, and I still haven't managed to get back into that because my strategy has changed based on some other things. Um, but just learning how, oh, the creature from Jekyll Island by G Edward Griffin. Haven't read the entire book. You want to learn about the monetary system? Read that book. Um, but I started dabbing into Bitcoin, but I never bought any. And it was just really starting to, um, get popular, at least at the tip of the spear, not like it is today. And back then Bitcoin was like 500 bucks a coin. Um, but I was getting into that and then my life fell apart. So I couldn't really do anything about it. Uh, that's too bad. That's really too bad because we could have reaped the benefits off of Bitcoin. Cause I, I know for a fact I would have bought more, um, than what I was learning. Uh, but I'll be right back. I got to take a break for a second.
All right. So, and if anybody's chatting in the chat room, I'm, I, I can't get distracted by that. I'll, I'll, at the end of the show, I'll get into it, which is going to come up here quickly. Um, where'd I leave off at? Um, getting into Bitcoin and looking at Bitcoin. So, uh, that was back in 2015, 2016, 2015, cause I got divorced 2016, January 7th, um, which financially destroyed me financially destroyed me the divorce destroyed me uh mission accomplished i don't want to keep harping on that so she she accomplished her mission and her accomplices so and i'm not saying it was a conspiracy because that's a legitimate conspiracy but there was definitely more than one person involved um from my perspective uh be, be that as it may destroyed destroyed debt ridden screwed this and that, whatever, um, forced me to file bankruptcy and, uh, I had to rebuild. So now this is where, this is probably where I should have started this show. It's like, holy shit, Tim, really? I had to fucking say all this crap. Um, this is how I should have started the show. Most people probably would because people won't share their mistakes they've made and their lessons, but hopefully everything that I've just said up to this point give you a better understanding in how I um, increased my financial intelligence. Cause if I want to share all that stuff, um, I don't think it would come across the same way. So here's where it gets good. And then I'm going to go and it's not really going to be a lot, but uh, Bitcoin intrigued me and I looked into it and um this will be a little bit of a tutorial on um, Bitcoin. Now, again, this is my perspective, my experience, and my opinions to increase my, to build a better human through financial intelligence. Okay. Best way to put it. Because uh, we're all a little bit happier when we got money in our pocket or in our checkbook. There's no doubt about that, period. Just don't become obsessed with it. But I was getting intrigued by Bitcoin. Went through my divorce, railroaded, destroyed bankruptcy. That was two and a half years ago. About. And um, the only way, again, this is me. Okay. The only way that I can recover from this stuff is through crypto okay crypto now i wanted to say bitcoin you're gonna have to do your homework on this stuff because people are so confused with this and there are shows on it and i've commented on it and got oh well, no that's not true in this net listen this is how i understand it and it's worked pretty good for me so i could be corrected I don't care about any of that. This is based on my experience and my opinions. That's how we learn. Okay. Your journey or your experience might be different. But I did my homework. So have your pen and paper ready, kids, because here's how I do and did my homework. The Bitcoin standard is a book great book great book um 
uh, YouTube stuff, programs, um, Max Kaiser, the Kaiser Report with his wife, Stacy. Um, I still watch it religiously. Boom. On Russian television. Always gets into crypto. Um, uh, uh, Mitch Ray. M-I-T-C-H-R-A-Y. And then T-A for technical analysis. Um, Crypto Casey. This is YouTube stuff. Crypto Casey is another one. Um, uh, That's pretty much up to this point. Now. Um, I am specifically not looking at, not looking at altcoins or anything of the kind, uh, ERC token, I think they're ERC tokens. I specifically just talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin, in my opinion, in Max Kaiser is it's digital gold. Okay. Uh, and then after that because of the way that Bitcoin is mined and processed and the transactions are executed is blockchain technology. Uh, there's no, there's no argument that no governments except El Salvador that just recently accepted Bitcoin as its legal tender for that country uh, does not like Bitcoin, uh, but they do like the, the blockchain technology, which is essentially you cannot penetrate it, change it, alter it, or anything. It is definitely uh, an accounting procedure that the government loves because you are not going to be able to spend or earn a penny without it being in a ledger. That's why they love blockchain. They hate Bitcoin, but they love blockchain because you ain't going to be able to let a penny slide down a crack of your ass or earn one without them knowing. And that's why they're calling They're going to call it the fed coin, I guess. And the dollar is going to be scrapped supposedly. And it's going to go to the fed coin. Um, Glenn Beck has been talking about this too. And there's an episode titled pretty much how to survive the uh, upcoming economic crash or, or something like that. It's really good. Really, really good. So for me, for me, I can't take my dollars and invest them in a simple IRA or profit sharing plan because a good return would be 20%. But I have zero uh, money to do that with. And even if I did, time is against me. I, I, I can't build up my net worth that has been utterly destroyed and taken from me and build it back up for retirement years. Something that I, again, I never ever would have thought in a million years would happen to me because I was a fool in thinking that if I took care of other people, they would take care of me. Um, big, big, big mistake big mistake. Uh, it just sets you up as a target. And that's really sad to say.
Um, but it's true for me. So now it's just about me. And the only way that I can get to any type of uh, higher financial intelligence or acceptable net worth level where I can retire if inflation doesn't take it off, uh, which is a whole nother subject. And that's another thing I want to say is like, oh, the government's going to go after Spotify, you know, for misinformation. Really? What about the statement that inflation is transitory? That's misinformation, not to mention the way that they calculate inflation by the consumer price index and the stuff they strip out of there to lower the inflation rate, the true inflation rate, which is pretty much double what they're telling you. That's not misinformation. Uh, isn't it the pot calling the kettle black? In, in this instance, you're talking about people's livelihoods to survive financially. The other one, work for you without politics involved is you're responsible for your own health now, which is very sad. You are responsible for you in every facet and everything that you've been taught since you were a kid and indoctrinated in school. It's all on, you now. don't think for a second, anybody else, including your fucking doctor, sorry to tell you. When my wife at the time had a partial hysterectomy at 27, she damn near bled to death. Oh, that's why we call it practicing medicine. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to, I'm going to start practicing paying my taxes, but if I fuck up, I'll get crucified. Right. That's not an excuse. I, I don't like hypocrisy. But make no mistake, regardless, you are on your own, period. So I, I'm not like a, um, it's not like a cult or whatever. Like, oh, Bitcoin, 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 it's Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin. You know, it, it, no, because you can't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Make your own decisions. You're going to make mistakes. So for me, not for you, not for everybody else, for me at 57, being totally destroyed, filing bankruptcy from making $350,000 a year. And oh, I, did, I didn't share this. So I had about $100,000 between my wife and I at the time in our retirement plan. And when the 2008 meltdown came, it was either we closed the business, which I should have done, or we inject our entire retirement savings into the company for capital injection to survive. And we decided to do that, which with tax penalties and interest, over half of it went to the government. And then when the tax bill was due, I explained to the powers that be, it's like, uh, you know, this is a really big tax bill which was over $50,000 just, just in taking out, cashing out your retirement, federal state. And then, uh, I, I forget what the percentage of, um, 
think a 10% penalty and whatever. It took about half of it. And when the tax bill was due, I tried explaining it to the powers that be. And all they could say to me is when can we expect the check? Swear to God, you're on your own. You are on your own. So all my savings for retirement was wiped out. And here I sit again today. And now with pandemics and shutting down and lockdowns and this and that and everything else, and my ability to make an income has been hindered by shitty policies and poor leadership, I'm on my own. You're on your own. So for me, the way that I see it at my level of financial intelligence in building a better human, I see no other alternative than doing that through Bitcoin. So I'm going to explain how I do that because there's all this confusion on it. So this, the rest of the show will be how to buy Bitcoin or how I buy Bitcoin and how I do it, how I store it. And that'll be the end of this. And then I'll look in the chat room. Okay. So there's these things called exchanges on the internet. Okay. Coinbase, crypto.com. There's some other ones out there. That is how you purchase and sell Bitcoin. It's the same thing as E-Trade and all the Ameritrade. If you want to buy some stocks. Same thing, except you want to buy Bitcoin. Now, I'm only going to stick with Bitcoin. You can buy other crypto. I'm not talking. I'm sticking with Bitcoin. I hope I'm clear on that. You want to dab into anything else? Fine. God bless you. Good luck. Bitcoin. So you need to set up an account. And they crawl up your ass with a microscope to open up account. It's called Know Your, know your Customer. And you got to show a state ID, your social security, all this fucking shit. And then you can start purchasing Bitcoin. Okay. Now, when you buy it, it goes into your wallet and wallet is nothing more than a wallet. Okay. A wallet purse, whatever, you know, where you keep your money, it's a wallet. So you have a Bitcoin wallet that they issue you. Okay. And then I'm not going to get into private keys and public keys and whatever it just think of it as like your, your private key. Nobody can get it unless you give it to them. And there's no way in hell they're going to get into your wallet. They can steal your wallet. Just like somebody else can the analogy to money and a wallet and a purse is exactly right on. Somebody steals that wallet. You're fucked. Okay. And I'm going to get into that in a minute here but your wallet with your private key is on the exchanges. So when you buy it, it goes into that wallet on the exchange. Just like if you buy stocks uh, on Ameritrade and E-Trade, it's in your account. But there is security and encryption and this and that. And relatively for the most part, it's safe, okay? And then if you wanna go in there and sell it, 
then you just go in there and you click sell and you sell it. And then it sits in a cash account, just like stocks. And then if you decide to take that money that's in dollars now, whether it sits on the exchange or you send it to your checking account, it's the same fucking thing as stocks. It's the exact same thing. And I know that cause I did it. Same thing. So that's in simplest terms. It isn't any more than that. The more and the longer you let it sit, the less taxes you're going to pay. Okay. It's as simple as that. I use Coinbase. That's what I would use. That's what I'm going to use. And if you decide to buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell, you can get your taxes figured out and it chart, they charge you for it. I think it's called coin tracker or coin, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Cause I'm looking at it right now. Cause I got to come up with my tax report to give to my accountant and you give that to your accountant is capital gains. And then whatever your tax rate is, that's what you're going to pay in taxes. And so if I made 10 grand in crypto, 20% usually is my uh, adjusted gross income. I'm going to pay 2000 taxes to, to the government. And if you're in a state, you have to pay state taxes, which is usually about 5%. So that's a thousand bucks on a $10,000 gain. So, I mean, do not, not pay taxes on your gains. Do not do that. They're going to come get you because of blockchain technology. Do not, not pay your taxes. Okay. That. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. If you want to buy Bitcoin. Okay. I hope that's pretty clear and simple. Now, here's the thing. People are afraid. It's like, oh, I have it sitting on the exchange, which is Coinbase. Crypto Casey is awesome in this. There's a thing called a hard storage wallet or gizmo or whatever. It's nothing more than something like a USB drive, but it's not. It, it's a backup. Okay, but it's not a backup. It's your actual storage place. So instead of your Bitcoin sitting on the exchange like Coinbase, you can transfer it to your hard storage wallet, which I would like to use an analogy as an MP3 player. But I want to make it clear. It, it doesn't like transfer it. Like when you used iTunes for your MP3 player, it synced it. That was a synchronization technology. This is a transfer technology. You're transferring your Bitcoin from the exchange, which you should do by, by a recommendation of a lot of people onto your hard storage wallet. There's treasures. What I use based on recommendation from crypto Casey is, um, what the hell is this thing? BC vault boy, Charlie vault, which has its own software. There's treasure. You can use whatever you want, do your own homework, but BC vault is, is the shit. And it's, you can back it up, um, as many times as you want by an SD micro, uh, card and, uh, put them wherever you want. Um, think of that like gold, you know, your backup in your BC wallet is your, is your gold, your storage for your gold. The nice thing about it is that it's in your physical form. I'm tired of this cloud shit and everything else and blah, 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 blah. If you don't have it in your hand, you don't own it. That's what I'm going to tell you. 
uh, I might be old school. It's like, oh, Tim, geez, that's crazy. No, okay, well, um, let's see how crazy it is when it disappears in the cyber world from a hacker. If you don't have it in your physical position, a possession, you don't have it. So what I do is I back up like five different backups and they're hidden all over the fucking planet. And even if you come steal my B BC vault, good luck. Cause it's encrypted. You're not going to get into it. And I have a backup anyway. So fuck off. Okay. And that's how I store my crypto safely and securely, which is Bitcoin. It's up to you though. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do, but I'm a firm believer. If you don't have it in physical form in your possession, you don't have it and someone can take it. That's another fear that people like, Oh, what if it's stolen or this or that, but you, you need to do your homework on here's the thing with Bitcoin and crypto. You, there is no federally insured, um, program. So unlike a checking account or even a credit card, uh, if there's fraud or it's stolen or whatever, the government will give you your money back. Uh, also, if you make one mistake, one mistake, like if you have Bitcoin, you're supposed to send it to a Bitcoin wallet, another wallet. Okay. If you mistakenly send Bitcoin to like an Ethereum wallet, you're going to lose it. And there's no way to get it back. Once the genie's out of the bottle, you're fucked. Okay. So you need to do your homework. I've lost $1,500 by doing that. And I say that with no pride. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I lost $1,500 by transferring Bitcoin. So now when I do it, and even to this day, I'll like send 25 bucks to make sure I'm doing it right instead of a large amount. And then I'll pro progressively go up, but I've never sent more than 500 bucks because I'm just not going to lose. <laughs> I'm not going to lose that money. It's just, I'm not because because of my error. This is one where you're truly accountable. If you fuck up, you, you're going to pay the price. So do your homework. It's a fascinating thing, but it's being, um, deterred by fear and oh you're gonna lose your bitcoin someone's gonna steal it or blah 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 or yada 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 it's like no uh and one day the internet will go down and if you leave it on the exchange you're not going to be able to get it but if you have it in physical form on your hard storage wallet you have it you're not going to be able to do shit with it but think of it like again like gold you know i don't know what you're going to do with gold or silver but you got it but if it's sitting in a vault somewhere in another country and we're locked down again, how are you going to get that fucking, how are you going to get your gold and your silver? I don't know. Good luck. You sure as hell ain't traveling there. And I really highly doubt it's going to get shipped to you because everything's going to be locked down. So I don't know. This, these are things that I thought about, but again, if you want to learn about this stuff, read the Bitcoin standard book, and then watch, um, watch, uh, sorry, Max Kaiser on Russian television, uh, the Kaiser report. And, um, right now him and Stacy are in, uh, are in, uh, El Salvador and, um, uh, it's fascinating what they're doing there. 
fascinating. Uh, and that's it. So I'm not doing it because I'm anti this or anti that or fuck the government or fuck the Federal Reserve or nothing like that. I'm doing this because I don't have a choice. I mean, I do have a choice. I could do nothing or putting it into uh, an IRA. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to survive. So it's kind of like an all or nothing for me. Uh, but you could be totally different. But regardless, if you do act on it, I really strongly encourage you to learn about crypto, uh, specifically Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is definitely the uh, monster of this whole thing. And it definitely affects how markets, when Bitcoin goes down, the entire crypto market goes down. When Bitcoin goes up, the entire market goes up. So it, it, there's no doubt that Bitcoin is the number one cryptocurrency um, period for more reasons than one. There are some altcoins that, that detract from it or this or that, but even Ethereum. I mean, when, when Bitcoin goes down, Ethereum goes down. When Bitcoin goes up, Ethereum goes up. So it, it's kind of like uh, Mama Duck and all the little duckies are following Mama Duck and Bitcoin's the Mama Duck. Uh, so whatever Bitcoin does, that's what's going to happen. Um, and that's really all I got. Um, this is a very touchy subject, but, um, I truly do believe for me and for, to build a better human, um, your financial intelligence is part of that happiness because we're all happier when we got a little money in the bank, we got a little extra spending money, or we know we have some type of security that we have uh, that will be okay financially. Um, I can tell you, at least in that regard, I was much happier when I was making a shitload of money, but I made the mistake that I thought that was going to be forever, which I will not repeat that again. Um, and there will be, uh, situations and factors out of your control where you might make, wake up one day and your fucking money's gone or somebody legally through a divorce is going to come get it or come get half of it or whatever. And on top of that, you're going to pay, which is essentially taking your money. You just haven't earned it yet. Um, but just be very, very careful. I wouldn't go around bragging about, oh, look what I made in Bitcoin and look what I have and look at this and, and flaunt, your, um, flaunt your financial intelligence. It, it's a very personal thing. And all I can tell you from experience is although my intentions were to motivate people to learn how to make more money, and you can have what I have if you work really hard, not you can have what I have if you come fucking steal it, which they did. And I don't want that for anybody. And you can fill in the blank who's going to steal it because there's a lot of fucking people out there that want your money. You just don't know it yet, or you can't see it. It would be very protective. Put it this way, as protective as you are with your kids, that's how you should be with your financial intelligence and your money or your assets, whatever the fuck it is. Don't be an idiot like I was.
Oh, look what I have. Come on over. Come over to my house. We have a company party. Yeah, sure. You can come over to my daughter's graduation party from high school. And they see all your crap in your house. And it's not, it doesn't, it's not positive reinforcement. It's actually uh, the opposite. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Tim's got all this shit and blah, blah, blah. I want this. So they come take it from you. (laughs) And they did. And they did. And so did the ex. So, yeah. But you're not me. Uh, I think I'm a pretty intelligent, honest, moral guy. And I even got screwed. Um, I'm a different person now. But I don't let it scar me. I did. Or make me full of piss and vinegar and resentful. I did. I lost everything, including my pets, my livelihood, the roof over my head, the ability to feed myself. I lost it all. And I was miserable. I could give two flying fucks about something. Oh, you build a better human. You should do this. Fuck off. Position or you're going to be in that position or you've been in that position so you can relate to what I'm saying. Um, All I can say, I love sharing things. I loved being married. I loved having a family. I loved having employees. I loved running a business. But there was no reciprocity. And I made the very, very grave error of thinking that's how they thought. And that's one of my character defects. I expect people to think and do what I do. And that's wrong. Oh my God, is it so wrong? Um, but hopefully that's not the case in this because I'm just sharing my experience and my opinions. And quite honestly, again, I could give two flying fucks if you do anything about it. But I think I am obligated to share my experiences and opinions with people when they're in challenging times. I am not getting anything out of this. But you know what? I would have died to hear a podcast or read a book on this very subject. To help me with some type of guidance or or. What do I do? I didn't learn any of this in school. There's no TV shows for this. There's no news shows for this. No, there's not. And there never will be. So you can take this for what it's worth. Entertainment, educational, whatever, judgment. Tim's crazy. He's a fucking asshole. I I don't care. I really don't care. Because I know that I'm on my own. And I've learned that at a very high expense. But um, again, this is a, out of obligation. It's out of being being and building a better human. And I am just sharing my experiences kind of like at an AA meeting or CA meeting when people that are addicted to drugs and chemicals and have no hope and they have nowhere to turn. So they go to a self-support group and share their experiences because there's other people that have gone through and have, are going through what you went through. That's how it works.
and that's it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to open up the uh, browser and see who's in the chat room and this and that and end this show. But, um, yeah, I just wish good luck to you. And 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 money does make you happy. Or, <laughs> or at least more secure. It's better than being piss porn on the street. So, all right. So a lot of people jumped in the chat room here. How's it going? Okay. Of course, Woody's in there. Bunch of people, bunch of people, bunch of people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and please buy some of these fucking coins or whatever they are on Podbean so I can, so I can elevate the show. I don't get, it's not for me. It's not for me. Trust me. So if you want something for me, buy me a Bitcoin. <laughs> so that's a joke. But buy these fucking coins that are on uh, Podbean so I can so I can advance the show. I really appreciate it. Okay. So here's people in the chat room on Freedom, Re Freedom Revolution. I have not looked at it since the beginning of my rant. Darren, Bonnie, all usual char cast characters, Pamela. That's pretty much it. But I don't care. That's enough. It's not about quantity. It's about quality, right? So there you go. So I'm going to end the show. So say goodbye to everybody. Have a great day. Get your ass to fucking church because you're all sinners and you're going to hell. And uh, the church needs your money anyway. So you can buy your way into the kingdom, kingdom of heaven, which I'm totally being sarcastic. So I'm Christian. And I'm actually going to go to church here, take a shower, and uh, go to church, believe it or not. Um. But yeah, I, I really hope, I really truly hope, if anything, this gives you um, a sense of direction. That's it. A sense of direction. The dollars in big shit. Inflation is not transitory. Shit's, I went to Walmart yesterday and 12 fucking hamburgers cost me $22. Hamburgers. It wasn't a pack of steak or anything like that. Fucking hamburgers, 22 bucks. It's not stopping. The genie's out of the bottle. Inflation is not stopping. I hope it does. But your purchasing power is going to get less and less and less. And that concerns me. Uh, you need to do things that outpace inflation. You need to do your homework. Because there's going to be a day where there's no way you're going to make enough money just to buy food. Because hyperinflation by other people, not me, um, Max Kaiser, saying that it's coming. It's only a matter of time. And that's something that nobody knows about in this country. Because for the most part, we never experienced it. At least in my lifetime and a couple generations before that. Uh, so hang on to your fucking ass. Because it's going to be a rough ride. And you're not going to understand what's going on and nobody can do anything to help you. You again are on your own. So, um, okay, that's it. I'm going to go quality info, mate. I hope so. It is information, but thanks, Darren. It's information based on opinions and experiences. I'm not telling you what to do. Please don't. Oh, Tim told me to do this. He's an asshole. He's like, I'm not telling you to do nothing. I'm telling you what I did. And like I said, I, to my knowledge, you're not going to hear this anywhere except through life. And life lessons, in my opinion and experience, have cost me dearly, dearly, dearly.
So God willing, I got another 30 years on this planet. I got to do what I got to do to uh, make sure I survive. And um, the bottom line is nobody's going to help you. They're just not. You're on your own and you're going to be sitting there going, what the fuck just happened to me? And uh, I don't want that for me. But um, you see, there's, I find my, I find gold's my best investment. There you go. But gold is deeper than that. It goes back to the gold standard and people should learn that. So yeah, whatever, man, knock your shit out. Go buy as much fucking gold as you can afford and bury it in the ground or do it. That's what I'm saying. But don't think that you're going to work and get a paycheck and you're going to be fine because you're not. And even if you manage to scrounge something together in an IRA or something, it, 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 it may not be there. It may be there, but it may not be there. Because I thought the same thing. And I was wrong, but you're not me. I'm just sharing my experience. But again, I'm going to end it on this. I have no doubt that when people have a little money in the bank or a little gold in the ground or, you know, some type of security or safety net, they are much happier than if they don't. And in fact, without sounding morbid, people that have lost their businesses and everything they've had, they've actually committed suicide. So it would stand to reason that the other end of that pendulum, that if you're okay financially in a higher financial intelligence, you're going to have a smile on your face. So there you go. All right. Well, y'all better say goodbye because I'm fucking done. I really hope you got out of this what I intended you to get out of it. Um, but with tax season right around the corner, and now I got my head into that and capital gains on crypto, and I was thinking, I'm like, fuck. Um, this would be a good time to do the third segment of Build a Better Human uh, for free, I might add, and uh, do that. But listen to Glenn Beck's episode on Spotify. I don't have a problem recommending them. Although I don't agree with what they're doing, but on Spotify, because that's why I listen to it. And uh, it's like how to prepare for the economic collapse. I think that's exactly what it's called. Um, check it out. So very, very, very interesting. And I'm going to read his book, The Great Reset, and I'll have opinions on that without getting accused of plagiarism. And uh, we'll go from there. So, but yeah, Glenn Beck's on fire right now, man. I mean, he really is. He's... He's right on the money, no pun intended. So I'm going to let you go. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to me, and I'll probably be back in the morning, and uh, we'll go from there, all right? Just do your homework, read some books, use all the references I shared. If you missed them, um, but I have no doubt to be a better human you need to increase your financial intelligence. Okay. So thanks for listening to me. Please share the show. Send me some of those fucking coins off of Podbean so this show can grow and go to the next level, whatever that is. But I can't do it without these fucking coins. So uh, there you go. All right. So have a great day and uh, please share the show. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. You have been listening to the original Red Pill Show.